Blaze the doja, grab your loved ones and bring them closer. Extra, extra, read the poster. The KKP is taking over. Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers. I've been raising shops since the Motorola. Off of O, like the cover Oprah. Popping bottles, get all in the sofa. It's a celebration, though the times is hard. It's raining blessings, give it up to God. Chaotic culture, the greatest part. We can't the pro, the one in charge, but it's a celebration. Times is hard. It's raining blessings, give it up to God. Chaotic culture, the greatest part. We can't the pro, the one in charge. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, the pod where chaos rules and black culture is elevated and embraced. Uh, before I get into the intro, I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the last two episodes. Of course, if you paid attention, last Wednesday we dropped an episode regarding the situation between Roe versus Wade, and we had a panel of women come on here and tell us how they felt. And obviously, it was a very somber episode, but same time, I hope that you paid attention to what they were saying. And then, of course, we actually dropped a special episode on Saturday. That was a more fun one. And, of course, we had the episode where it included the session with Jay and Trey featuring Showboat. If you tuned in, I definitely appreciate you guys here. Uh, we are definitely going to be dropping more episodes and trying to stay more consistent here. But, you know, things happen. And that's how life is. So, anyway... This podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and Gen Z can navigate the crazy parts from finances, music, black business highlights, home ownership, HBCUs, sports, black nerdum, anime, wrestling. We cover all that and everything in between. Live from the 7-5, I am the host and creator of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Your boy, Ked the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculator Millennial, the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. Don't be pushing all my buttons in my colors unless you cut me, a.k.a. your favorite toxic adjacent king. Always chaotic, never toxic. A43 is me, but VA is where I stay. Uh, back again, once again, with your favorite black culture highlights and black culture shenanigans. Here, once again, with the squad. You know, we uh, we back again to, to give you a, a music update. Um, we got to address some things first, but obviously, we want to be sure that we introduce everybody first. Let's go ahead and start with uh, Miss Nasa. I don't think we started with you first last episode, so go ahead and introduce yourself, ma'am. and good vibes good vibes only all right i hope everyone has been doing well i hope everyone's morning is going to start off well how is everyone doing on you know on the show how's everybody we we good man we good over here i mean if we're talking miami heat right now (laughs) (laughs) see we're doing pretty well for all the next days Hey, man. Yeah. I, for those who have been paying attention to uh, the NBA, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. We got Miami running it back with the Boston Celtics, a repeat of the 2020 uh, Eastern Conference Finals and a repeat of other Eastern Conference Finals that they've been a part of. So, yeah, definitely shout out to 
Shout out to Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Honestly, I don't care who wins the series because the team that I did not want to win, the Milwaukee Bucks, have been eliminated. So y'all already know how I'm feeling as a Bulls fan. I'm 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 good on whoever wins the finals. Uh, I'm I'm a little shaky on Dallas. I don't know if I think they're the least team that I want to win, but th there's that. Um, before we get into the mental health check, uh, Law, please go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Your boy Law back at it, it again. Another episode. You know, it's getting warm outside. We got some some good vibes in there. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. Feeling yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so to my audience members, I, I want to make something very, very clear before we get started. We know about the situation that happened in Buffalo. We will address it. Not this episode, but we will address it. For those of you who know how I like to go on my rants, I will drop a rant. There will be a bonus episode. Catch that on the Patreon. But still, we will address the situation because it is very needed. It is unfortunately one of those things that happen that is against our culture and against black culture and against black people in general and it would not be it would not be appropriate if i did not at least mention what happened you know we want to try and stay good vibes on at least on this particular episode but oh best believe we're angry we're upset we're pissed it's the same shit that keeps happening especially for those who have dealt with uh shooters in the past and especially those that targeted black people me being the ultimate example if y'all remember the emmanuel nine me actually knowing somebody that had their life taken away during that situation so i just wanted to be sure that i got that out the way please believe that we are going to talk about it and please believe we we got some shit to say but this episode, I wanted to, you know, focus on some more fun things. So we'll get to that when we get there. But for those of y'all who know that what we come, what we come with when it comes to these kind of situations, oh, oh, trust me, we coming. Pause. Just know that we, 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 we definitely gonna, we, we got some things to say and we got some things to get off our chest. So just wait for it. Just wait for it. In the meantime, we gotta do a mental health check. Uh, so I know NASA asked the question, you know, how everybody's been feeling really uh, other than what happened this past weekend with the, the, the whole thing that happened in Buffalo. I'm good. Uh, I, I am a bit tired. I will say that I enjoyed the, the week of my birthday, though. Um, I had a little bit of a foot issue. Um, looks like when I went to work out one of those days, um, I had some swelling and I couldn't step on like the ball of my foot. But um, they gave me some medication. I thought it didn't work at first as far as anti-inflammatory medicine. Then I took some Tylenol, and I was better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I stay. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely rested up. I definitely made sure that I'd stay careful, and I just have to be mindful of the footwear that I have. And I think the shoes that I wear are getting kind of worn down for me to be working on it anyway, so I need to get some new uh, some workout shoes. So I think that's what it is. It's either that or I, got, I hurt myself at work, but I don't know which one is which. So, either way, that's just what happened to me. But, I, you know, I feel 100% better. I'm good. We all gravy over here. Um, and, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I feel. So, how's everybody else doing? Man, I can't complain. I can't complain, man. Okay. I'm getting ready for a new season, you know. Today was a little... 
irritable. It's been mm-hmm. It's been really growing pains. It really has. Uh-uh. Yeah, hey, look, y'all. Not to leave in this month. I've been here for I'm just, how long? I don't know. Yeah, man. It's just not not to leave in this, y'all. It's it's crazy, man. She again, she's not leaving the podcast. She's just leaving the area. So, you know, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I do not blame you 100%. I had to, I really had to have a little talk with God and just be like, all right, like, what's, what's going on? But the bottom, I feel like the whole, um, I feel like an ending in this season, mm-hmm. you know, I learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. And sometimes when you're trying to hold on to things, God is definitely trying to, that God is definitely trying to end. It's best that you just... Mm-hmm. Suit. I feel that. I one hundred percent feel that. So, um, I'm I'm excited, a little anxious. I wasn't really too excited to go home, but you know what? I'm going home, and I'm going back to my foundation, and I'm gonna reset. And okay, y'all gonna see a new and improved, uh, new, better, whole, healed. <laughs> hey, that's important. Virgin and Asa, okay. That is very important. We evolving over here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Law, you go out over there? Oh, yeah, I'm good, man. I told you, like, I've been following this, this like, piece of prosperity mm-hmm. mantra. And uh, everywhere I go, I say that no matter what the conditions may be. Peace and prosperity, y'all be safe. Okay. Hey, that sounds good. Sounds good to me. Uh, so, while we are transitioning to the next part of this podcast i definitely want to give uh, a quick shout out once again to the session with jay and trey i appreciate y'all for coming through uh having the crossover episode we had a lot of laughs uh i don't and still won't drink mogan david 2020 or md 2020 mad dog whatever y'all want to call that shit i'm still not gonna drink that shit (laughs) but no, I definitely still appreciate it. We were talking about perhaps maybe checking out SummerSlam, but it depends. It might be a schedule conflict. We'll see where that goes. Speaking of in wrestling, uh, for those who have not paid attention, uh, the tag, the women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Uh, Mercedes. I forgot what her last name, her actual last name was. but um, I, And I'm about to look that up right now. So that way I can make sure that I am accurate, accurate on my shit. But to keep it brief, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi, or uh, Mercedes Kessner Vernado and Trinity Fatu, they walked off the set of Monday Night Raw. Um, there's a whole story about that, but I definitely, definitely support these two black women. Uh, I didn't want to get too deep into the wrestling conversation, obviously, because this is actually a, a quick music roundtable discussion. But I still wanted to address that because it seemed that those two black women wanted to elevate the women's tag team division in WWE. And it doesn't seem like their bosses are with the shits. And, of course, they caught flack for it yesterday because Corey Graves got on the mic and kind of, you know, shit talked to them about them leaving and being unprofessional. Of course, that was fed lines from Vince McMahon but still 
you know, when two black women are put in those situations, it's not that they just walked off because they're spoiled. They walked off because they had valid, legit reasons of walking off the set because they feel as though they're carrying around props as opposed to actually having titles to defend. And it's such a shame because they want to build the, the women's tag team division and it just it just doesn't seem like their bosses are interested. So definitely shout out to Sasha Banks and Naomi. Please, please, please continue doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm guessing that you guys will hopefully be back on TV. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, to get off the wrestling for a little bit, let's go into... The music that we've listened to so this is going to be a quick music roundtable discussion it's not going to be the one hour two hours and we're not doing an actual tier list but we wanted to rate uh, four albums that we actually listened to and they're four rap albums and probably some of the biggest releases um, that happened within the last month or so we were trying to do R&B as well I admit that I dropped the ball on that one because I'm in the middle of PJ Morton's and I didn't get a chance to finish it and I haven't touched Kalani's yet but I will say that Lucky Day and Sid dropped some pretty good R&B albums. So if you have not checked that out, please be sure that you do so. It is, they are very, very intricate albums. So definitely shout out to them. You good? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I ain't going to say what they're doing, but just just know that something's going on in the background. <laughs> Either way, I just wanted to be sure that nobody got hurt. But all right, so as we start, we w- I want to start the discussion about probably the worst album that dropped between the four that we listened to, and that was uh, Jack Harlow's album. I did not listen to that. <laughs> I listened to it. Um, I would say there are actually a few good Respectful. songs. Respectfully, I do. Uh, well, he just didn't get the chance to listen to it. But I will say that there are a, a few good songs on there. Mm-hmm. I do like First Class. First Class is really nice. Uh, first Class is okay. I feel I, like First Class is like the, It's just like a. Yeah, it because it, it, song. I yeah, really do love it. Like it sampled a bop. You know, if y'all listen to Fergie when she dropped Glamorous. Back in the day, yo, that that joint yeah. was a bop. But Fergie was my girl. Go mm. on, okay. Listen, we can get on the Fergie. Well, Fergie tip. I don't know about that, but London Bridge and we'll talk. That's that's a different topic for a different, yeah. for a different show. However, with Jack Carlo, um, it's not my. It's a good. It's a it's a good project. I would say it's a good project. But it's will I listen to it again? I don't know. I do like the production of the of the music. Mm-hmm. I do like the production. The production was nice. The the production was nice. I just wish the lyrics matched the production. Uh, what to say about this album? I'm going to say it's there. It just feels like it's just there. Like, there's no progression throughout the album. There's really no progression in the lyrics. It just feels like it's just there. And certain artists really and truly 
probably are better at making singles than they are at making albums. And I really wish I didn't have to say that about Jack Harlow because the dude can actually spit for a white dude. But when it comes to the topics at hand, it just seems like he's talking about a whole bunch of nothing. And so <laughs> if if we're talking specifically about this last album, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, it just doesn't feel like anything is going on in this album. It's like, okay, we're rapping. That's really all that we're doing. We're just rapping. Some of the punchlines are kind of corny. Some of them kind of hit, but some of them are kind of corny. And then some of the hits on there, like, first class is all right. As I said before, it samples a bop. It samples Fergie. It's okay. Uh, Nail Tech is cool. I actually like Nail Tech. <sighs> Churchill Downs with Drake. That was probably the best song on this album. Shout out to Drake. Movie Star with Pharrell was... Mm. The Dua Lipa song was trash. And then the State Fair just kind of seems like it's, uh, I don't know. It, there, there was no progression throughout that song whatsoever. And then Poison had a Lil Wayne feature, and that was, I really hate to say this about Wheezy, bro. I really hate this. And y'all might consider this a 8701 take. I don't know. I like Parent Trap. Yeah, Parent Trap was cool. I like Parent Trap. But I'm just going to say Poison, with the feature with Lil Wayne was not it. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate it but yeah it, uh, other than that I, if you're a Wheezy fan I'm sorry but that was one of his worst features ever I'm really going to say that like it, it did make absolutely no sense yeah um, Loft you could point your mic to you I'm sorry bro. It, it's all good but uh, yeah it, it definitely was uh, I don't know how to feel I just don't know how to feel about the album uh, I'm so I'm not gonna do like the the usual music roundtable rankings. I'm actually gonna do the the lit mid or miss ranking, and this is definitely a miss. I'm going to say maybe a four. Okay. I'm 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 gonna say four, but that's just that's four just me personally. Uh. He definitely had a better album than this. So if you're a Jack Harlow fan, I'm sorry, but the album was just not it. It just not it. And a lot of people on Twitter were just like, oh, I will definitely not listen to it. Uh, I subjected myself because I said I wanted to be a music critic. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. I listened to it once, and I don't think I'll ever revisit Come on, that album. that was a foul, man. Yeah, and Law is watching the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. So... Yeah, right now, uh, Boston is up 7-0, it's, but it's just 9 minutes and 40 seconds left in the first. Yeah, it's, it's just the first quarter. This can happen. But I'm definitely expecting this series to be a dogfight. Anyway, let us move on to the next album. So I'm, I'm progressing here. So Jack Harlow's album was probably the worst one of the four. The next one here is Future's album, I Never Liked You. So, this, it was an okay project. I actually kind of liked it. It's not Future's best project ever. It's it's decent. You know, or as my friends like to say, it's okay as fuck. Excuse my language. But, I mean, it's, it's got some good hits on there. Uh, anybody want to comment on some of the hits that they enjoyed on this album? I never uh, the song with Tim's. 
Wait for you is the oh, wait for you is the is probably the the best one probably on there. The best one on the album. Yeah. I am not the biggest Future fan. However, I will give credit where credit is due, and I did find that this project was it was decent. It was decent. I feel like each of these artists we finna talk about have an artist that they given a different uh, insight to. Future had Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like I said Jack Harlow had Weezy, but I mean, for Future, it maybe was, wasn't the best, but you gotta also think about the artist he's doing for Future for. Yeah. Yeah, no, you make a, you make an excellent point there. I, I will say that some of the features on uh, I Never Liked You were actually pretty cool, man. I think, you know, Kanye had a decent feature on Keep It Burning. Uh, I will say that the Gunna and Young Thug feature for Four Nut, I don't necessarily am a fan. I'm not a, really a fan of that song. I'm gonna be honest with you. So, and it's nothing. That's nothing against Gunna and Young Thug, which phew, we got to talk about that YSL situation. But still, um, yeah, it just wasn't one of my favorites. Puffin on Zooties, I actually like. Um, Wait for you, obviously. I'm trying to look at Chickens was not that bad. Uh, Voodoo with Kodak Black was interesting, mm-hmm. to say the least. Uh, I don't know. Law, you were saying something earlier about the this album, or at least about that song in particular. Just, yeah, I was just pointing it out. Wow. They don't feel, honestly, it's not a memorable album. Mm-hmm. It's not something I don't like. It's no, oh, that's what it was. It's, it's no Dirty Sprite too. Ain't no March Madness, even though some of those are mixtapes. But like that's a point. I, and no, I'm I'm gonna be honest. If we're talking about the album as a whole, yeah, it doesn't stack up to Dirty Sprite it got too. Box, it, but it's not. Yeah, it it doesn't stack up to Fifty Six Nights. It it damn sure doesn't hold up to Monster or uh, what's another album that he had that was like. Beast Mode. Yeah, yeah, Beast Mode was good. Um, shoot, even his singing days. Yeah, even Hendrix in the future, it didn't it didn't stack up to that. Yeah, it's like I I don't know, man. Uh, it's it the album itself isn't that bad because again, it's better than for me. It's better than High Off Life, which was his last solo album. Uh, I will one hundred percent say that, and I think it's better than Eve, uh, Evil, which I haven't I haven't listened to Evil in God knows how long, and even Purple Rain is kind of like, eh. but. <laughs> Yeah, as far as, like, Monster, Beast Mode, 56 Nights, and Dirty Sprite 2, it definitely doesn't stack up to that. And those are the more recent features. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I had to rate this album, I could really get deep into it. There's really not much to get, like, to dig deep into. So, I mean, you I'm, gotta give it some of the hits you did have. He was, like, real loud stating the shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're a toxic person or if you're a toxic boy, this is uh, probably not the best toxic album. But I mean, it does have some toxic elements to it, man. If you listen to that last song, oh, that last song is toxic as hell. I'm trying to curtail my language here. Uh, so if you ever listen to like Worst Day in just the beginning, you'll hear some like, okay, he actually added some songs to this because. I remember Back to the Basics actually being the last song, so I'm thinking that maybe these songs were like newer that he just kind of threw on there. So I gotta go back and re-listen to the features that he had with Babyface Ray and Lil Durk and Young Scooter. But 
when he first dropped the song, the last song was Back to the Basics, mm-hmm. and Back to the Basics was toxic as hell. So, um, yeah. I, I'd say this is probably like around uh, six and a half range. Maybe. Oh, you said that's cutting it. So you think it should be lower, like six, five, five, five point five. Uh, 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 <laughs> I guess it's cut. It's, it's it's giving. It's like right there with Jack Harlow. Uh, oh, okay. I thought. I, but, see. Jack, but we gave Jack. But we gave Jack uh, four point five, right? Well, I gave him a four. You gave him a four point five. I was gonna give him grace. That's what we gave him grace. Uh, oh, okay. I'm gonna do the same with Hendrix. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, all right. Hey, look, I, I, you gave a lower score than I did on that one. I'd said six, maybe six. I, I'd said six and a half, but I'm gonna say six, cause six and a half was me giving grace. I'll give all this perspective though. This, think of all the future albums. Mm-hmm. From beginning to now, if you truly listen to future, he, he's talked about things differently. Than even Kendrick, like, and yeah, you might say it, nah, go, like, truly listen to these, these albums. I'm not a, because you, man, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, bro, because if you go, is way yeah, if you go back all the way to astronaut status all the way now, it's definitely different, and it's definitely different, and I think it's a little more heartfelt. I just think that with future, I don't know if it's still. I don't want to say I don't know if it hits as early as some of his early hits did. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It just it seems like he's saying a lot more um, about how he feels and what he's been through. There's a there's a lot of depth to his lyrics now. I just think that maybe it's just like the way that he's putting his songs together just don't hit the same way. That's probably what it is. That being said, I mean the production isn't bad on this album. I just it's it's just something on this album particularly that's just not clicking, but either way. And maybe I do, maybe I do need to hear the music again, but it's sometimes kind of hard to hear what he has to say because he puts his shit together. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like this is like his upper echelon way of talking to people, as opposed to. <laughs> so I mean, well, what would you give the album rating then? What would you What would you rate it on the lit mid or miss? I mean, because clearly for me this is mid. It's a mid. It's a mid. Uh, mid. You said mid school. Okay. I actually, I mean, I favored it a little bit more than others. Okay. Different, bro. Hey man, you know, music music has different outlets and people have different tastes for different styles of music somebody who might consider one album mid might consider the album great and vice versa but either way so that's kind of how we feel about the future album and the jack harlow album now we get to the good stuff so we got two albums that we got to talk about and one that we'll probably talk about a little more in depth than the other, but Pusha T also dropped an album not too long ago as well. Yeah, Pusha T. So yeah, if you have not heard, uh, it's almost dry. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend that you listen to it, and I think he dropped a 
another version of it if i'm not mistaken another another version popped up it says uh it's almost dry pharrell versus yay so that's interesting i think they split up the two artists in the production team Mm -hmm. oh yeah and put them back to back different way of prices. Yeah, that's that's Probably interesting. More money than what they would made I mean, it's still the same. It's still the same song. It's just it, yeah. Yeah. What they're yeah. they're organized yeah. as in, you know, what's what's Pharrell's songs and then what's Ye's songs as far as which ones are produced. So Yeah. Okay, but let's be very clear. Um if we're going to go by the Pharrell versus Ye, come on. For real, for real, like, okay, we we got hits after hit after hit after hit. Mm-hmm. Not to say you know Kanye did his shit, but I'm just saying what you know. Bram Brambleton, mm. open air, call my blood. Shit, naked wrist. Call my blood. Uh, listen, Duh. I can li- I can literally listen to this entire album. That's thick, bro. From top Set to it. bottom, thick with my no head. problem. Oh, three. Okay. When Rambleton comes on the radio, you driving there, yo. Uh, uh, let's say drop top Corvette at the time. Hmm. On the way to the club. This yep. is such a fire yeah, album. Pusha T was in his bag with this one. I'm not going to go with it. 3 vibes, baby. That's what Bramilton gave. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, Bramilton was like that. And then it's crazy because the first time I saw the song called Brambleton, I immediately thought, Brambleton in Norfolk. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yo. Yeah, and then call my bluff is my favorite. Yes, call call my bluff is is the shit. Like I said, man. Yes, that entire half. Let's talk about it. If we're gonna talk about it, for real versus yay. I stand to say that. Yeah, but between those two, yeah, I I definitely like for real songs more than yay's produced songs. That's not to say that. Kanye didn't do his thing. Yeah, because the entire like when you listen to the entire thing, it's crazy. But do y'all imagine how much money they're making between those three producers? I can only imagine, bro. Uh, Look, Kanye has already been declared a billionaire, or at least his net worth is worth uh, over a billion. And Pharrell, man, Pharrell been making music since the nineties, since the the early 90s I'm pretty sure that his I don't know what his reported net worth is but Pharrell been making music speaking of Pharrell some, something in the water is coming back but it is going to be in D.C. this year obviously because of the situation that happened in Virginia Beach with Pharrell's cousin so of course he has moved the festival um, I will be attending of course I will be also being safe because I know that there was a recent COVID spike in D.C., so, of course, I'm going to be masked up throughout that entire festival, but I'm still going to check it out, and hopefully it's safe because we all know how D.C. get down in certain areas. So, yeah, I'm just hoping for a safe and fun time and that I'll be able to come back without any problems. It's uh, taking place on the weekend of Juneteenth, but 
anyway, back to this album. I would say probably one of my favorite Kanye produced tracks on here, I believe, is I Pray For You. Uh, and if we look at having his brother, and now for those who remember Malice when they were clips, like Malice started going by No Malice um, after a while. But you look at the thing and it's like, yo, Malice came back. It wasn't as hard as he used to, but still, Malice came back on this track. So definitely shout out to him for bringing that. Uh, I would say probably the maybe the weakest one for me personally. Um, it's really hard to say which the weakest one because I liked every track on here. I I don't know. It's really it's really kind of hard. Uh, so, but if I had to give it a grade, uh, it's it's definitely lit. So it's in that category. Uh, I'm going to say a. It's either between 8.75 and 9. It's like it's a strong, strong 8 to the point where I want to give it like a 9. But, it's a 9 for me. Okay. Like, I can literally listen to this song, listen to this album from top to bottom with no problems and put it on repeat. Like, mm-hmm. Good move to the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this going to be a good, good game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, it's almost dry. Is definitely a, a good album. If you, despite, you know what side of how you view things in regards to Pusha T and his music, Pusha has been consistent since Wrath of Cain. Mm-hmm. The man has been consistent, and regardless if you like the dope raps or not, it's it's good, man. Law is over here geeking. It's a tie game, yo. He is he is really geeking. Uh, at this game, and, and you know he's a he's a Heat fan, so definitely shout out to him, and definitely shout out to the Miami Heat. Uh, I, the main reason why I say that I don't care who wins the series is because, uh, for those who know, in my family we love black coaches, so I love that the fact that the Boston Celtics have a black coach, but I also love Jimmy Butler, so I'm kind of like, I have really, whoever wins, I'm cool. I, I love I love whoever wins the series. As long as Dallas don't get to the finals, I'm straight. Hmm. And that's not to say I hate Dallas. I just like them the least out of all the four teams remaining. But anyway. They make another Top Gun movie? Yes, Top Gun Maverick. I saw the commercial here when I went to go see uh, Doctor Strange. Speaking of which, hmm, um, <laughs> throwing, throwing that movie into the mix before we get to this last album, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I will say is a really good movie, but it's really it'll really throw you off. Because the you think that one person is going to be the main villain, and it's not. And the person that you wouldn't expect to be the villain, or you might have had some inkling that they might show a villain aside, is actually the main villain. So, um, before I drop any spoilers, anybody, has anybody seen it? No. I've seen it. Okay. So, why why Law- am I always late? <laughs> Law, you got to see it. Law, Law you got to see it. Um, yeah, it, it is good. Um, it, but again, the title is misleading because you, you, I, I'm not going, I'm not going to drop any spoilers. I'll just wait for law to watch it, but the title is very misleading and the villain is very misleading. If you look at some of the trailers, you think that, oh, the villain is going to be this guy, but it ends up being, oh, oh, okay. So this is what we're getting into. Okay. So yeah, I will say though, if, before you see this movie, if you have not seen WandaVision, please watch it. Because then you'll understand it. You will understand it clearly. If you have not seen What If, I mean, it's not required, but 
I would still watch What If because there are certain characters that are part of the What If series that actually show up in this movie. So, yeah, definitely watch those two series. But definitely watch WandaVision before you watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Anyway, the grand finale of this lit mid or miss. <sighs> this is such a heavy album. And and I wanted to wait a few days until after it came out, but it's literally have been it's the album has been on repeat since it dropped. Kendrick Lamar dropped Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers this past Friday. Now, if y'all heard about other episodes, of course, I have warned y'all that it was coming. It is here. And boy, this album is some heavy stuff. This is probably Kendrick's most somber album. Now, throughout all the entire albums that he's dropped, maybe minus Section 80, uh, Kendrick has always like shown a bit of himself in, in all of his albums. And you get to see a bit of his um, a bit of his struggle, not only as an artist, but as a, as a black person and just as a person in general. But boy, this album got into some, some deep-ass themes. And all I got to say is bravo, man. This man continues to tell great stories. And all of his albums seem to put you into what someone called the Kendrick Lamar Cinematic Universe. Mm, listen. <laughs> the man got his own cinematic music. Because all four of, shoot, all five of his albums play out almost like a movie. The the one that less that does it less so is Section 80, obviously. But Section 80 is still a story being told. And when you get to Good Kid, Mad City, it's like it's a whole film. Then To Pippa Butterfly is a film. Damn. More or less is a film. And but this one, so I, I recommend that everybody go listen to it first of all. But this album plays as if it's a therapy session, and it's a therapy session with Kendrick, and you get to hear all the struggles that he's dealt with in the last five years, and even some beyond then, and how he's trying to break generational curses with his family, and how he's finally coming to realize that he cannot be. You know the sa- the savior of hip hop, obviously, or just the savior in general of more moral character. Like he realizes that he'd rather protect his peace and protect his family than you know having the savior complex. So and I, and he has admitted in times you know of falling for that, but this album really shows that you know he has to choose himself and his family, and on top of that, dealing with other societal issues as well as other issues within his family like we got to see him talk about how his mother got abused um how he suffered from sexual addiction addictions outside of the relationship with his partner which is Whitney Alford we got to see him struggle with daddy issues and not so much that his daddy wasn't there but that you know his daddy was a street nigga and unfortunately, his daddy could only teach him so much, and it didn't teach him enough to keep him out the streets or at least around, you know, that kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Of, of course, he talks about things that are going on in our society right now and how he views them. And then um, I will say for discourse, Auntie's Diaries. I cannot tell. Anybody in the LGBT community, how to feel about that song. It is not my place to do that. 
I will say for those who are still struggling with LGBT family members, please listen because I think this song is geared more towards you and learning that you have to accept them for who they are because he long ago accepted his family members that are in that community. Yes, some words were said, and I'm not going to repeat them here because we don't use those words, but yes, some words were said, and again, I cannot tell you how to feel. But I think this was an important step for him to take and to be raw with those who still have prejudiced attitudes though for those who are in that community. He wants to at least help. He's not trying to degrade or demean anybody. I think that he really wants to, you know, help others be accepted and try to give them more knowledge. But obviously he can only go but so far because he's not part of that community either. Right. So this is this is just a starting point, I think. This is just a starting talking point. But I'm gonna get off Auntie's diaries and just say some of the songs that I like, I mean, I like the entire album, but United in Grief starts off hot, then it goes into N95, and then world you hit Worldwide Steppers, and you're just like, oh, this is some some heavy stuff that he's getting into. Uh, we Cry Together. Brace we yourself. We Cry Together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ooh, we Cry Together. That's This entire project was just... It was incredibly poetic. And now I know that, like, I've seen a couple of views where people have called it mid or it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really all that. But, like, you really do got to listen to what he is saying. And it's just incredibly fluid and poetic and eccentric. Or I I don't even think I said that shit right. Like, (laughs) it's just, it just, it just grabs your attention. We cry together. We cry together. Let me tell you something. A round of applause, sir. Mm. A round of applause. Yeah. Because yeah, that was it. Him and Taylor Page really. Taylor Page, baby. <sighs> Listen. Mm. She she really did her thing on that on that song. She did. She really did her thing on that song. I think that was incredibly done. It was like it, it was a that. The reason why I feel like that song is so tough is because it was like a spoken word mm-hmm. type of playoff. And have you ever seen one of those type of uh, spoken word playoffs in like a person where they just like go right after each other? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was tough, but it was a but in such a rhythmic and rap form. I'm just like, yo, that's dope. It's, that's dope, yo. Yeah, I will say though, we cry together when you first listen to it. You're probably going to listen to it and be like, should I be listening to this? Should I be here? Because it really puts you in a situation where if you have friends who are in a toxic relationship and you're hearing them arguing in real time and you're just like, well, what what do I do in this case? Do I like, do I stay? Do I go? Should I be listening to this? Should I even be here? But even how he starts, he was, it sounded like he had to get a lot of shit off his chest. Mm-hmm. Like He sounded like he had to get a lot of stuff off his chest. But so did Taylor. So I'm just like, round of applause because y'all made it sound so believable. Like, wait, hold on, is this like a not like a monologue or mm-hmm. what's going on? This is a skit. Like, what's what's going on? Like, yeah, the entire album itself is just so beautifully put together. And as you said, Kendrick had a lot of stuff to get off his chest. Uh, I will say, 
hearing Crown, Crown, that song, I know that it doesn't necessarily have a beat behind it, and some people may be off-put by the piano, but listen to what he's saying. He literally tells you that, you know, people have certain expectations of him, but he can't please everybody. And, you know, when you're in general, everybody's not going to be able to please everybody. You can't live life for others, and you just have to live life for you. And you can't make the music that, you you know, that some people want you to make. You have to make music for you. And I think that's what this album is. If you look at it in its entirety, I think that if I were to compare what kind of album this is, this is Kendrick's 444. Like when Jay-Z dropped it, this is Kendrick's version of that. Because we see that he's in therapy. We see that he's trying to fix uh, generational curses and obviously fix the issues that he has within his own family and his own world. Because I, I will admit, like, the first time I listened to it, I might have skipped a few parts where I heard that he ended up cheating on Whitney. And I'm just like, wait, 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 run that back? And I run it back. I'm like, oh, excuse me. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and then, of course, he talks about how he feels towards white people and how, you know, he thought that uh, having sex with them obviously was a, a form of revenge in his mind and then if you go even back to the beginning united in grief you'll hear something about a person by the name of green eyes which is his version of becky with the good hair so uh, i definitely recommend everybody listen to this album regardless of how you place kendrick's albums this one is still up there this man knows how to make music this man knows how to tell stories and he, 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 yes, yeah. Silent Hill with with yeah. and regardless of how you feel about Kodak, because I know some people you know feel a ways yeah, about Kodak like, Black. We're not gonna worry about that. We're gonna yeah. worry about the, the artistry. Yes, yes, the yes. Song. The the artistry of the song, like Silent Hill, could definitely be a radio hit. Shoot, in '95 as a radio hit. Um, I know a lot of people were saying that this album had less radio hits than the last one. I'm like, well, Kendrick has shown before that he can make a radio hit and be cool with it. You know, he doesn't have to do it every single time. Like, if you look at, damn, the whole album, you can honestly put on the radio. I think he had the most radio hits off that particular album than any other album that he's had. There were no real radio hits on To Pimp or Butterfly other than We Gonna Be Alright. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City had, you know, Poetic Justice, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, and I'm trying to think of if there was another song on there. Oh, and Swimming Pools, but the biggest song on the, on that album wasn't even a radio hit. It's Mad City. You play that at any concert. We had this uh, discussion on the Truth and Transparency podcast that we would like as far as probably his most hyped song. Anytime he plays that at a concert, the crowd loses their mind. So it's the same thing with this album. You're probably not going to find too many uh, songs that come off the radio that are going to be on the radio because a lot of the subject matter that he's talking about is not safe for radio. That's just what it is. But he's proven that he can do it. Why does he need to do it again? Damn was full of radio hits. Humble, Love, Element, DNA. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. He has nothing to prove in that regard. So anyway, uh, I know I talked a lot, but I'm obviously giving this a ten out of ten. <laughs> I could give it a twenty if I could. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If Kendrick, I have to. King Kendrick. Yes. Yes, if we had to go back and put this onto the uh, tier ranking system, obviously this is going in the S category. And again, with all the Kendrick's albums, you can interchange them. Yeah, it really just doesn't matter which order Did you put you them see in. The, um, his video for Heartbeat. Uh, the oh, the Heart Part Five. Yes, I saw that. Uh, that yeah, video. That boy. Yeah, that that, that definitely is, hit. That man is bad. Okay. That's a bad man. Okay. Yes. Absolutely, and then he um he actually dropped a video for N ninety five too a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. so um and that that video was was really dope too. That hard part five was just that shit's crazy. Man. You would never, I would have never suspect. And whoever thought or his idea of interchanging the faces and how realistic they look, mm-hmm. crazy. Agreed. Agreed. Crazy, sir! You are a genius. Okay, this is it. So I don't even know how to describe it. Okay, I can't even describe it. Like it's crazy, man. Being's out. This is his swan song or swan album for Top Dog Entertainment. I just have to say, well done, sir. Well done, and definitely shout out to Baby Keem too, because. Baby Keem actually had a lot of production credits on this album. Yeah. Um, Baby Keem's interlude, which I believe is the savior interlude, that he talked about some real ish. And then we got to find out a little bit more about Baby King's family, how, you know, his mother passed, cause his, but his mother was um, a drug addict. And I don't think his mother ever realized just how big Baby Keem could, could be. And look where he is now. So it's it's... Quite the interesting family dynamic that they have on this album. Little key. Ah, yeah, man, you just reminded me. Um, def, yeah, low key. I believe was in the same double XL class as uh, Baby Keem, if I'm not mistaken. I so. Yeah, and and Lil key just passed away. Um, from what they're saying, I believe it looked like it was some liver and kidney problems. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy for someone that young to be suffering like that. Yeah, so I, this is why it's, they gotta get. Start eating fruit. Yes. Drink your water. Lay off the... Yeah, yeah. Please lay off the fried foods. Please lay off the... I don't know if it was lean that did it, but please lay (laughs) off the lean if you're doing it. Um, Off the fried foods. Whatever. I would be a hypocrite. If I say, lay off the fried foods after I just had some Wendy's. So, I'm I'm going to get on that. I'm definitely going to hop back on that road of... Being healthy. Mm-hmm. And look, I have to. My problem is is not the fried foods anymore, but I'm still not cooking at home. So it's like I'm getting all these foods and, and fruits and vegetables from somewhere else when I can literally just go to the supermarket and buy it and then just you know cook it myself. Right. The only issue is that it's just the way that prices are right now. It's like eating out almost equals buying groceries at this point just because of inflation. But that's another topic for another time. Either way, definitely rest in peace to Lil' Kid. And we, if we have talked about it on this podcast ad nauseum, but it's like rappers deserve to grow old, man. They really do. And it's a shame that a good majority of people who are involved in hip-hop don't make it to their 60s. And it's crazy that that happens, but they don't. And if they do make it to the 60s, they don't get past that. So for the legends out there, who are 
way past 50, way past 60, and, and hopping into that 70 range. I, I, I wish you nothing but health, wealth, and longevity. Please, please, I hope that you can, you know, live to a longer life. And even for the current ones right now that are in the game, like, I'm hoping that you can get to that. Um, shout out to Project Pat because he actually wore a shirt with Young Dolph on it to the Billboard Awards that actually had that saying that rappers deserve to grow old. So definitely shout out to them. Shout out shout out to all the rappers who have passed in these last this last year, man. Just losing we losing them left and right. Some of them before they even get started. And some of them who are legends that just don't get a chance to grow old. So uh we haven't gone exactly an hour, but this has been a pretty quick episode. Um, as I said before, guys, we, we have some other subjects that we want to talk about, and then we want to get Nasa in here one more time before she actually heads back home to Colorado. So we will do maybe one or two more of these before she actually gets gone. Uh, but in the meantime, I, I don't really have much else for this unless there's some other music that you guys want to recommend before we get out of here. Okay. No, but de- definitely y'all go listen, listen to the Kendrick album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, l- listen, Mr. Mr. Morale. Okay, go listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, go listen to that album. Okay, not just the song, but the album. Okay, and listen to Pusha T's album. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would. Su- I would also suggest you listen to Future and Jack Harlow, but that is by Will. Um, <laughs> that is no shade. Oh, honey. That is oh, no shade. However, um, y'all go listen to all the albums that we have we have discussed on today. Okay. Indeed, I also recommend listening to uh, Denzel Curry's latest album, which I've talked about on another episode. Definitely check that out. He actually had a rant on Twitter and saying how Drake and Kanye's last albums could have been so much better. And I know a lot of people would try to give him flag for it, but I'm one of those people who was like, well, he wasn't wrong, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Uh, uh, I've grown to appreciate Donda more than CLB now, but I mean, as that's as time has gone on, but still, it's like, I know, you know that Kanye and Drake could do better and you expect them to do better and they just kind of stay where they are. Or at least Drake does. Drake stays in the pocket. They don't take, or at least certain artists or certain favorite, your favorite artists may not take the risk that Kendrick just did with this album. And I really don't want to put Kendrick up on that pedestal, but the way that he makes his music, it's like, what other choice do I have? Um, I also want to shout out to the people who uh, consistently hate on certain artists for no reason. There was one person on uh, Facebook who posted saying that um, Kendrick is very misogynistic because he over here talking about this, this, and that, but and they were referencing the song Humble, and they were like, well, he's calling us bitches and sluts and telling us to be humble, and I'm like, that is not what Humble is about. That clearly shows to me that you did not listen <laughs> or bother to go and research what the song was about. Like, I, I literally go and will look up lyrics and find out what they're about, so if you go back and listen to Humble off Kendrick's album, damn, he is literally talking about his other competition. No. Not women. The only line that he had really about women is, yeah. And they were like, "Well, he says the word bitch." I'm like, "Well, he's not referring to women." Damn. Like he's referring. And and I do apologize about using that b word again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
and I do apologize for anybody saying the B word. Don't say that. Yeah, word. yeah. Please, please don't follow my example because I don't usually don't say that. <laughs> Y'all know I'm healing, not healed. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, but if you listen to that song, I'm like, yo, he's literally taking shots at his competition. He is not talking about women. The only line that he had about women was show show me something natural like Afro and Richard Pryor or ass with some stretch marks. And you can feel the way that you want, but that's not necessarily him trying to come at women or any point in time. All of Kendrick's songs since Section 80 have not... I've never heard a song where he's being misogynistic towards women. He might have done some strange... He might have done some crazy-ass things. And, you know, again, with this last album, he talked about white women and why he was... uh, Well, he only did two. But how he had sex with white women just to get revenge, but nothing. I don't. I don't know. He's not over here trying to to mess with white women all the time or anything. Oh, come on, Miami. I, I need y'all to make this. Oh, okay. But anyway, all right, y'all. Um, we'll we'll come back and we'll also do an R and B one because I definitely want to discuss Lucky Day's album. I want to discuss Sid's album. PJ Morton and there and Kalani, I think she just dropped. Um, and there's an interview that Kalani had with a certain radio station that was really, really I don't want to call it toxic, but for her, it just you could tell that it really just was not a good interview for her because they really tried to um downplay who she is and it was really offensive. But I mean, we'll we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and sign off. Is there any black businesses or black highlights that you guys want to talk about? I don't think I have any at the top of my head. Okay. All right, let us go ahead and do the rundown then, and then we'll get the heck up out of here because I definitely want to watch this basketball game, and I definitely need to continue feeding my stomach. So, uh, for the podcast shout-outs, of course, shout-out to Mike Check, Wifey, Wifey, Worst Generation Pod, and the Blender May Podcast. Of course, I am a Patreon subscriber to all three. Please be sure that you check those podcasts out. You can also check out Art Arc, Dad Needs to Talk, and Animalytical, where shit gets critical. Those are the other anime podcasts that we support here. Also, be sure that you check out the Truth and Transparency Podcast, Inside the Mind of a Blurred, Brutal Honesty with Kay Renee. Also, be sure that you check out her novellas under the pen name Sedona Rose. And definitely shout-out to the session with Jay and Trey. For our black content creators, for the YouTube pages, we definitely want to shout out Black Anime, HBCU Anime, and the Sudan Dairy. Please be sure that you check out those YouTube pages. Definitely shout out to the Gigi Gamer on Twitch. Definitely shout out to Akatsuki Kells on Twitch. Icarus Metro Comics with my boy Calvin, and of course Studio Maho. For our black businesses, shout out to Already Paid by Dre. KSS Brand with my girl Christina, Cream Cosmetics, my girl Naima, Mind Over Money, my girl Tremaine, Studio Maho again with Pat and Nayende, Concept Moon by my boy Strange Keith, She Designs 2, my girl Aaron, uh, Lit Wands, my girls Lauren and Tierra, and H4 Creative Firm with my girl Zenobia. Alright. Be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at Chaotic Culture Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Chaotic Underscore Culture. And you can follow us on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod. Please be sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe either through Anchor.fm or you can go to our Patreon and subscribe there. Please subscribe to our Patreon account. That is Patreon.com forward slash Chaotic Culture Pod. You will get bonus episodes on 
the Patreon here really, really soon. So please be sure that you pay attention to that. And you can support it on any of the four levels. It does not matter which one. You can follow me, Ked the Pro. That's K3D the Pro on all social media. You can follow Law on all social media at for Instagram Law96 underscore. I messed that up. On Twitter at Law96 underscore and on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96. There we go. And then you can follow Miss Nasa on all social media at underscore call me Nasa. And this has been another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. We once again thank you for tuning in to us. Remember, embrace the culture. Chaos rules. Be blessed. Be safe. God is love. Deuces. Look, it's chaos in these streets. So let's talk about it, please. Let's hold some conversation. You see where I'm coming from. Yes, it's so amazing. Go on here, get comfortable. You can grab a seat. Take a load off your feet. Yeah, welcome to the table. We don't tell no lies over here. This ain't no fable. We just live our lives over here. We ain't no angels. We just shine our light over here. We got the power. Uh, we just showing love over here. Cause everybody needs some. Yeah, and we don't need a